Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your book. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Vice President of the Author Incubator, Jen McRobbie. Hello, 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 everybody. January 5th, 2017. This is our first show for the year. I'm super excited to introduce you to today's um, guest, who is Allison Donaghy. She is a consultant, speaker, radio host, and author. Um, So she's going to have a lot to share with us about what she's doing and how she's using her book to propel all of those things in her life. Her book was originally titled Change Your Business, Change the World, The Domino Effect of Your Thinking, but there's actually a new title now, and we'll talk about that during the show, but if you want to look it up while you're listening to us, it's now called Think Opposite, Using the Domino Effect to Change Your Business, Change the World. Welcome, Allison. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jen. It's such a great uh, opportunity to talk with you again. Oh, I'm so glad. So no one listening probably knows this, but the first time that Allison and I met was actually at a conference that we went to in Toronto called the yes, Archangel Summit. Epic. And have it you was, seen who the new <laughs> the speaker the lineup is for this year? Holy moly. Yes. So it is yeah. definitely something worth looking up if you are an entrepreneur or someone um who is building a business. It's definitely something to look up. Um, after you're done listening to the show, because it was epic and exciting, and I got to meet Allison in person, so I will always Wasn't that a treat? treasure that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, and you, um, the author incubator, was a sponsor last year too. Yes, and they yes, such, we are like, we are one of the sponsors. Very cool. again this year. Yes, exactly. Yep. So very um, cool we because they're doing go and yeah, they're doing so much good work. They are, and what's really important, I think, is is for the author incubator. You know, for us, we get a chance to showcase authors like you, um, who have who are out there like making a difference with their books. Because I think a lot of people are terrified to write a book. I, yeah, I have lots of people coming <laughs> up to me saying, "How did you do it? Weren't you scared? And how did you get started? How many years did it take?" <laughs> how many years did it take you, Allison? Let's answer that question first. <laughs> Um, four weeks, <laughs> I think. Four it depends weeks. on how you look at nice. it. It took like a couple of weeks to think about who my reader was going to be and create an outline. And then the actual writing itself, I think I was done in about four weeks. And then then there's that getting ready for it to be published, yeah, the book covers, the photos, those kinds of things. And But yeah, about the writing of it was about four weeks. See, people listening who are afraid to get started writing, you could have a manuscript in your hand in four weeks if you're like Allison, of course. <laughs> so. Well, and when you think about how you're, you're, how people spend their time, the people that I talk to have been wanting to write a book for years. And they think about it all the time. They get started and stop all the time. They have more than four weeks invested already Mm. in writing that book if you add up all of the 
I, for lack of a better word, wasted time. And they could have just exactly. actually put pen to paper and written it. But how do you get over, because there, there seems to be like inertia that's stopping mm-hmm. us from using that extra time we have wisely. So how do you get over that inertia? I think part of it is having a team helps as well, like mm-hmm. help me because if I don't see where something is going to land, I have a hard time getting started because I think, oh, I can do this in my career because it's making me money or I can do this. It's not making me money. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, uh, but I'm just going to spend all this time potentially not making money. So for me, I couldn't see how to get it from, okay, I just put the last word on the page to how do I get it (laughs) in people's hands. And so that was the beautiful part of working with the author incubator is that I was able to get that whole process. I didn't have to worry Mm -hmm. about that. All I had to worry about was writing my stuff down. Yeah. But being you, right. Mm -hmm. Putting you on paper. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then let other people, them yeah exactly (laughs) so did you then like as you began writing with us did you envision what your book would look like at the end or did you just sit down and kind of crank it out I just sat down and cranked it out I don't Mm. do um I actually I found at the beginning I started thinking about that whole book like what will this and it got really quite daunting but what I mm-hmm. ended up doing is once I had my outline done, that reduced all of those uh, possibilities that didn't ex- shouldn't belong in my book and allowed ah. me just to focus on those things that should be in my book. So I would sit down. I'm like, okay, i got to write Chapter 2 today, and this is what I'm writing about, super. And I just wrote about that. And my brain knew that it just couldn't wander off on some wild goose chase about down some rabbit hole trying to find some thought or some thread or try to make sense of something because I had to get that chapter done because I was on a deadline. Right. And the outline helped sort of give you boundaries then. Absolutely. It it It, kept everything clean. You know, mm. if you go into, uh, you know, your dirty kitchen and you know all you have time (laughs) to do is clean the dishes and then you have to go or your company is showing up or whatever the case may be, you don't waste time. You just get those dishes done. (laughs) You don't think about all of those other things that you could be doing during that time. You just focus. I just focused. Well, in listening to you talk, so the listeners probably don't know what, thinking opposite is. So can you explain to them briefly what that is and how you were able to sort of use that to write your book? Sure. It's actually think opposite developed after the fact. And and just to let listeners mm. know, it may still be possible as Change Your Business, Change the World to find that on Amazon. I don't think ah. the actual change yet has happened with the new title, but it is in the process of happening my book's gone to print and i'll be getting it with the new title soon but so think opposite is something that developed after because in the book i talk about domino thinking like where do your thoughts take you and that morphed into thinking opposite and thinking opposite is i ask people to suspend their belief long enough to consider a different perspective and then proceed with clarity Mm. so suspend your belief think opposite proceed with clarity and when we can suspend what we believe we actually can give other perspectives 
some thought. We get so trapped up in those things that we think about, and we think we're right. We're stuck in our echo chambers. We're slaves to the Facebook algorithms, and we live in this state of thinking we are more right than we are. But when we can put that on a shelf and go, okay, what is the opposite of this, and explore that, then we can see everything that exists between what we hold as a belief and the opposite of what we hold as a belief. And then we come back, and sometimes we think exactly what we think because we are certain that is right. But other times we go, huh, maybe I could shift just a little bit. And well, when we shift just a little bit or we become more clear in our belief because we've explored other possibilities, we build trust, connection, and communication. It is much easier to talk to somebody if you can imagine their position. And it's easier to see them as a person as well. You know, that's so important right now, too, because everything feels really divisive, doesn't it? Mm, Oh, yeah, we are definitely polarized. And we're becoming more and more so. We're becoming more and more protective of our own stuff. Yes, but if we can take a moment, and, you know, I, I think people have said that, and it's kind of like walking in the other person's shoes is a, another mm-hmm. way of, of saying it. If you yeah. can take a moment to step out of your own thinking <laughs> and put yourself in the other person's mind, boy, that that is such a powerful technique. It is, and really, at the end of the day, you are benefiting from it just as much as they are. So if you think of yourself Mm. driving down the street and there's some jerk behind you who's tailgating you, (laughs) you can sit there and spend all this. I never think they're a jerk. Never. (laughs) Never. Uh, (laughs) You can think that they're a complete ass. And then you can spend your entire day telling the story and reliving it and spend all of your time in that space. You can slow down. You can ruin their day because now they can't get ahead of you. Or you can think, huh, maybe that person's not an ass. Maybe he's a really good son and his mother's in the hospital and he's trying to get there so he can hold her hand while she's going through surgery. Hmm. Now you can feel yourself calm down and go, oh, that poor guy doesn't have to be a true story. But what you have done is you've removed that angst from your entire day because it won't live with you the same way. You've pulled over so that guy can go ahead. Now, he's not angry at you. He's just going about (laughs) his day or she, whatever the case may be. And there's no accident. So when you consider Mm. that domino effect of just thinking the opposite, your entire day changes and potentially your entire mm. world. Like if you get in an accident because you're playing this road rage game with the guy behind you right? and you get in an accident, you end up in the wheelchair for the rest of your life. That decision could have changed that. Wow. That's super mm. powerful to look at it from that perspective. Yeah. And if we, it doesn't take a lot of work. Like if you think about when you're in a car, how long does it take for you to go, Okay, maybe he's a good son. (laughs) It doesn't take very long. But how do we short circuit that sort of, you know, we're going to have that initial thought, that, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, stop tailgating me thought. How do we train ourselves to short circuit that and, and think opposite? It's just taking that breath. When you feel yourself getting to that really horrible space and you're, you can feel yourself getting worked up, one, 
there's very little we can do about anything that's around us, but we can do something about the way we think or feel about it. So that's your first trigger. Trigger. I am getting really worked up about this. Okay, breathe. Right. Why am I so upset about this? I'm so upset because this guy's tailgating me. Okay, why is he tailgating me? Hmm. Maybe he's a jerk. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. And then think about what the opposite. What if he's a really good person and he's also tailgating me? What would his story be? Mm. And we can do I that like in our that. businesses. We can do that with our customers. We can do it with our staff. So my book talks about business and how we can use our business as more than just a tool to make money. We can use our business as a tool to change the world. Wow. I, I And I see that now. I, I understand. And it is that like you you call it a domino effect just from that mm-hmm. one changed decision yeah and so Brandon, how did we'll you never come know. to this is, mm. well of course not yeah but i mean we'll but, never know but but have you made your day better by thinking more that positive? we know <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and we we've, so we've made our lives other people's lives mm. well i think i've topic then I think I've always thought this way. I, I um. drove my teachers nuts because I was always like, well, hang on a second. If we do that, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. This is going to happen. And I don't want to do that. And they would just be like, just shut up and do it. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I've always been that person that's thought about the outcome. And, and granted, we have to be quite careful that we don't get caught up in that paralyzation that comes with the domino effect. Because if you think about it, you might go, oh, goodness, I can't even get out of bed. I might step on a beetle, and beetles are becoming endangered because they use them for shellac. And so if they become extinct, we can't have shellac. And then what will we put on our walls of our grow-ups and our, you know, our nicotine houses? Right. And the whole painting industry will be out of business. So I better not get out of bed because I could step on that beetle. Um, so <laughs> we, <laughs> and this is really how my brain works a lot. But I, I do get it. out of bed, and I do, <laughs> I, I do get out of bed, and I do think about what could happen. And I, you just make the best choices you can. But you can only make the best choices you can when you do some thinking opposite and considering different perspectives. And it sounds like it works in either direction. You know, if you're, for example, you don't want to get out of bed because, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm going to kill the shellac industry. If you think (laughs) opposite for a moment and think if I get out of bed, then maybe I'm going to help, you know, whoever your people are. And that's Mm -hmm. going to offset any possibility of me stepping on a beetle and killing the shellac industry. Right. <laughs> it takes you Maybe down a it road. means that you're going to get in your car and you're going to go to work and you're not going to play car roulette with the person behind you, which means you're not going to create an accident, which means you're not going to kill the woman who's pregnant with a baby who's going to save beetles. Right. <laughs> right? Like, I we love don't it. know. It's a super <laughs> playful way of thinking, though, Allison. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, to... I think we, we, yeah, like to stretch and, and, and be more playful in the way we look at things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also then get to recognize our own greatness. Because if you being nice to that guy behind you could save beetles, damn, you are mm-hmm. powerful. 
<laughs> true, very true. Yeah, how can you not think you're pretty magnificent if some of your choices could lead to some really amazing things? Wow. It's so, you know, and we probably need to spend a little bit more time, each and every one of us, thinking that we're powerful and amazing. <laughs> because we are. You know, because yeah, we are. Way exactly. more. Yeah. And so we underestimate that. This, I mean, you say that this is kind of how you think and, and how you've thought your whole life. Did you purposefully use this method of thinking while you were writing your book, or is it just kind of a natural thing for you? I, it is a natural thing for me. People always figure I point out the obvious, and I point out the obvious because I've already thought like <laughs> six or seven steps down the road or 400, depending right. on the, the case. Like I was working with a client yesterday, and, and she was just like, how did I not see that? Because she was stuck in that moment. She was stuck with those feelings about how she was feeling. And mm. I was able to come along and say, mm, there's all of this over here. And then she went, oh, now I see it. So there is an element of me just always seeing it that way. It's just kind of seeing the world through a different lens. And and I Mm -hmm. recognize that now. For a long time, I just felt like I was a bit of a freak and there was something wrong with me because I didn't (laughs) think like everybody else. And (laughs) um, there might be some truth in that, but just now in the last few years and running my own successful business, I've had my own business for 18 years prior to Domino Thinking, um, which is my business through the book and helping people Mm -hmm. um, just step into their, 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 really to step into their ability to be that much more and to have that much more of an impact. And so my book, yeah, it really developed from the way that I normally think, but then there's a section at each of my chat and of each, end of each of my chapters called Domino Thinking. And that came to me in the middle of the night. I'd already, I think, written one of my chapters. And then I went, oh, at the mm-hmm. end of every chapter, I need to have this section completely unrelated to business that right. gets people thinking like, in a domino effect. Like, what happens? Think about this. And, and so there's all of these random thoughts, one at the end of each chapter, that gives people an opportunity to go, ha, huh, yeah. And the the cool thing about it is when we shock our brains into a new thought, our brain does amazing mm-hmm. things because our gremlin hasn't had a chance to catch up with it yet. Right. So, you know, when you have time to think about things and then that voice in the back of your head comes up with all of these reasons why that's a bad idea? Yes, that's when you fight yourself. <laughs> Right. So it's important to shock yourself every once in a while. So here we are, we're reading about your staff and your company, and then we throw in a domino thought of something completely unrelated, and you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. And all of these great thoughts can come to you because those voices in your head are just confused, and your brain's allowed to do what it does best, which is think. Wow. Such a good idea. I love that. I'm so glad that came to you in the middle of the night. (laughs) <laughs> me too. And then the other thing that came to me in the middle of the night, because uh, half of my life comes to me in the middle of the night, uh, is I have people who are really important to me starting off the beginning of each of my chapters because uh. they've said something that's profound or I love the way they do something or I'm just really impressed with who they are as a human being. And so rather than having famous people throw quotes in at the beginning of my book that I don't know and I'll probably possibly never meet, I had right. people 
that I know do it, and that it just shows that the people that are in your life impact the way you think, and they can be just as powerful to your thinking as Oprah is or Simon Sinek or whoever the case may be if you're just right. looking for the beauty in what they're saying. Oh, wow. I I bet each and every one of them was so honored to be showcased <laughs> in that way in your book. I can only imagine. Did you tell any no. of them you were putting them in the book? Yeah, I did. And I told them what chapter they were going to be, and I told them why, and then they came back with a quote. And it'll be exciting when I get my book in hard copy, which will be in just a few weeks, uh, be, Ooh, to be able to give them all so that they see their name in print because it is a really cool thing to see that. That is really – like I, I love that idea because so many of us, you're right, we turn to people that we don't know to lead us or guide us or motivate us when we are probably surrounded, or at least most of us are surrounded by people that are probably more motivating than these famous people we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't consider people in our backyard to be experts at anything. <laughs> right. it's, yeah, that's why parents don't let their children do things to help. Like, I don't know about you, but my parents say to me, oh, we're having this problem. Like, oh, well, ABC will fix it. And they're like, mm, that's nice. And then they phone me no, up and they're yeah. like, guess what? I talked to Joe down the street that I don't know, and he had a buddy who said ABC will fix it. And I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> but I'm in their backyard. They can't see me. Yes. <laughs> that's excellent. Well, so, you know, you have this unique way of thinking, and you've already been running a successful business before you wrote your book. So what's the best thing for you that's come out of writing this book? Oh, having done it, really. It's that, whoa, here is something that I, people spend their entire life thinking about doing, and I just Mm. did it. And then... That, so for like a personal accomplishment, huge. And it wasn't even like I yeah. really wanted to write a book. I, it, 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 prior to this year, it was never something I thought I, or last year, it was never something I thought I was going to do. And then the opportunity came along and I'm like, well, why don't I write a book? I have lots to say clearly. And <laughs> right. um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I did that. So from a, from a personal bucket list kind of thing, it was it was neat to check something off that you didn't know was on your list. And then when, as the comments are trickling in, and I'm mm. realizing that this book is making a difference in people's lives, that yeah. is so super cool. It, it really is, and in ways I never imagined. Right. Yeah. It, it is. Um, you sort of become the expert in the backyard, though, once you write a mm-hmm. book, don't you? Um, a little bit, yeah. There's that. People have a little bit of a hard time assimilating the change because I own a local house painting company. That's the business mm-hmm. I've had for 18 years. And people have a hard time seeing me as a business expert, even though clearly I've had to be to stay in really? business for that long. Right. Because they see exactly. me as a painter. And oh, interesting. So for them to stop seeing me as a painter to see me not just as a business expert but an author too because after all they've been wanting to write a book their whole life and they've never been able to do it so who am I to do it and that creates a little bit of friction so I'm finding there's more success outside of my hometown 
although it is really cool seeing the people who are proud of me here. Of course. Of mm-hmm. course. I, I, but that's fascinating that <laughs> what you teach in your book, which is to think opposite and to the, the <laughs> domino effect of your thinking, is exactly what they're not doing. And so if these mm-hmm. people in your hometown would maybe put themselves in your shoes for a moment and think, why <laughs> can't a quote-unquote painter write a book, then maybe they'd mm-hmm. be more proud of you. <laughs> Yeah. And I had a guy say to me one time, a client, he said, you can't write a book like you're a painter. And I went, well, clearly I can. And he goes, well, what did you write about, paint? And I said, no, I wrote about critical thinking. And he goes, well, don't you think that's a pretty hefty topic for a painter? Wow. And I went, offensive, right? Whereas if I was at some random conference, uh, speaking, and I talked about owning a, a painting company, and I talked about this book, and I talked about critical thinking. People would accept it as a package because that's what they know right. of me, right? We, mm. we we like to keep people in the or in situations and all sorts of things that go into our head in little boxes. Like yes. this is what this person does, and this is what they're capable of doing. Yes, mm-hmm. very much yeah. so. And I guess the whole point of of changing your thinking is so that maybe we loosen the restraints on those cages or boxes a little bit. Well, yeah, we need to start thinking about things differently. We need to be able to start having conversations with people who don't agree with us. Like I have a radio show coming up in February called Think Opposite. It's a live online radio show on Bull Radio Station. and. It is really exciting, and I'm so excited at the guests that I'm attracting for this. Uh, I'll have one talking about prison reform, another one talking about our addiction to the status quo. I just met a woman the other day who deals with global warming, and and she lives in Belgium, and so we're going to do this all that far away. And, you know, technology is really allowing us to be in touch with these people who – potentially we couldn't be with before but i'm looking to talk about pro-life and pro-choice and and because we all have an opinion of all these things and i'm certainly feeling it you know i i'm pro-choice and so when i'm thinking about having somebody who's pro-life on my show i'm like i don't know if i want to advocate for that and then it's like well okay i'm not advocating for it i am just having a conversation with somebody who disagrees with me but i still have to do work too about having those conversations with people who disagree and I enjoy doing it. So I understand there is a lot of yeah. fear and concern because we we believe we are our beliefs. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so true. How can people find this radio show once it starts in February? And when I say people, I mean me because I'm so excited to start listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it will be live on uh, boldradiostation.com. It's hosted through Spreaker, so all of the archive shows will be available there. And there will also be call-in capabilities, which I'm oh, really excited fun. about. It People don't always want to actually pick up the phone and be on air, which I'm surprised about because people <laughs> who tend to have opinions tend to want to be heard. Um, and right. then they'll also be all archived. Eventually I'll get them on iTunes, but I, I need to get a few of them done. And uh, yeah, and then they'll be available on my website as well, dominothinking.com. Oh, fantastic. Oh, Allison, I feel like we could talk for, you know, years. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes, it's been, yeah, I know. It's right? so easy. It's been, mm-hmm. It is so easy, and it's been so lovely talking to you. But our time is coming to a close, and so I always ask our authors to real quick, if there's someone out there listening to us right now that is just afraid of taking that leap, of putting that pen to paper, what one piece of advice would you give to that person? Oh, your your fear is an illusion. Oh, it's, uh, it it is it's not real. It feels real, and it might hurt your chest, and you might have trouble breathing, and you might have trouble actually picking up that pen. But it is just an illusion. It is just a story you told yourself. And if this is what you want to do, then just do it. Figure out a way of making peace with your fear, and just yes. do it. Because there's obviously something inside of you that's wanting to be heard. Wow. Um, I, there's no better way to close this show than to remind everyone that their fear is an illusion and that they should just get out and do it. Allison Donaghy, we can find her online at dominothinking.com. We'll find her on the radio come February. She's also on Facebook, and uh, her name is Allison with one L. And then Donaghy, D-O-N-A-G-H-E-Y. If you search her name on Amazon, you'll get whichever iteration of the book is up right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, right. Since there is in the middle of a name change. So, mm-hmm. Allison Donaghy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. It was so great to talk to you again. And hopefully I'll get to see you at Archangels next year. Or this year. Later this year. Yes. Yeah. Or this year. Exactly. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Well, this concludes another episode of Book Journeys Radio, our first one of 2017, where we talk to authors about going from idea to making a difference in the world. Thanks, and I look forward to uh, talking to a new author next week. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.